their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Corey and Cliff. Guys, what's going on? What's going on, man? Ready for another week. Ready for another another event Monday night. I'm ready to have a relaxing Sunday. (laughs) Get to watch the Red Zone for once. Watch the Red Zone. You know how Monday is when we play on Mondays is like... It takes forever <laughs> to get the yep. kickoff. Longest kickoff day of life. Forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to waking up on Sunday without the looming anxiety of a Redskins loss. At least I, I get to push it back to Monday, so that's nice. <laughs> Way to have faith, Paul. Way to have faith. Yeah. <laughs> no, I say just anxiety. I'm not saying because they're going to lose for sure. Just anxiety because I get it all the time. <laughs> I, see, I don't know. I, I feel I really feel different about this game, and like it doesn't really. It I'm not, I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter to me if we want to lose, but it's like if we lose, it's like how did we lose? Mm-hmm. Right, we come out here and lose thirty-seven thirteen. That's a problem. We gonna have some problems. Like I'm not gonna be happy about that. But if it's like a tough, tough game, I'm like, all right. I expect it to be two and two going to the bye. Mm-hmm. Here we are with two and two. House money. Right. Win this game. Mm-mm-mm. It's going to be some smoke in the city. We win this There's game. some smoke in the city. Yep. Straight <laughs> up. People are going to be so boosted. It's going to be a great Columbus Day weekend. If we... Oh, man. And think about oh, it. You got, yeah, you got two weeks to just stew on that three and one. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the, the Niners after the bye, which, I mean, should – don't want to confirm it, but should be, that should be a win, right? Should be a win. Yeah. Back, and then we get back into the division. And then you go to Philly, be 4-1, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Way yeah. ahead of ourselves. Way ahead of we ourselves. Are. We, are. we are. We are. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save that, this, that pod for the bye week. Right. <laughs> Where we just get really ahead of ourselves. Man. Right. <laughs> We'll, Especially we'll start, if we win this game, that oh that bye week pie, we are gonna be talking about Super Bowl. Right? I'm talking about yeah, any about, and everything. I'm talking about home field advantage. <laughs> <laughs> talking about booking flights to Houston and shit. Houston, that shit's in Minnesota. Is it? I think it's in Minnesota. It's not in Atlanta. See, nah, I think Atlanta. You know next what? Year. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, somebody went to Minnesota. Well, it was, well, a, Houston, say, uh-huh. it was a Houston last year. Was yeah. it? What about what our was? last appearance in the Super Bowl? Where where was that Super Bowl played at? That was in Minnesota. Hey Corey, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, dog. Relax. I'll shut. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. <laughs> Super Bowl Fifty Two <laughs> is in Minneapolis. You're right. You were absolutely mm. right. No, nah, I don't remember that because I heard them say something, about, and I was like, "Why the hell <laughs> would you send people to that cold ass place, Minnesota?" Right. What is fun about a Super Bowl there? Pray that there's no blizzard in Minnesota, Super Bowl week. Like, blizzard, it might be negative two, and they're just like, and, and up there, they just, I, I remember I used to go up there, I mean, I've been up there as a family. Mm. When it's cold and snowy, they just operate like it's... Standard procedure. Right. That's remember, miserable. 
Do you remember that old uh, Cat Williams stand-up? We was talking about Chicago. And he was like, <laughs> you have to buy your coat from here for here. <laughs> your, your coat disrespected the shit out of my coat. <laughs> nah, straight up. So, yeah, it's in Minneapolis. Which is, I don't even, I mean, I, was, I know you two would be headed to Minneapolis. 100%. Man, I'll be driving my... If we got to drive, go ahead. Through, through Gale Force wins to be there. What do you mean? Hundred <laughs> percent. No questions asked. Oh, emptying out the four hundred one k for Super Bowl tickets. I don't give a damn. All of it. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> I feel, oh man! Now, you know what? I'm just saying this in general. I don't want. I don't want any listeners to be like these guys talking about Super Bowl. But I think for me, I feel like. The Super Bowl does not seem like a fun environment to watch a game. Mm-hmm. I, I really see it seems like it'd be memorable because you're at the Super Bowl, you're watching your team. But I feel like we haven't been anywhere near there in so long that I'd much rather just be in a room <laughs> with our fans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like a, Just like an intimate skins environment Cliff, where it's that- just us. <laughs> There's no invaders. There's no Cowboys fans there. Like it's just. Us. Well, that, that that's our usual Sundays when we're at pause when we're watching the game. I usually can't be around many other people because right. If but I I'm saying we're like twenty five people. You know no what doubt. I mean? With right. like all our skins fans, friends, friends that have been fans of this nonsense and putting up with this for so long, that I feel like the Super Bowl just seems so corporate to me. I mean, me and yeah, Paul always said, if we if we ever made it, I don't see how we don't go to the game. It'd be oh, no, hard for me not to go. I get it. I get that. But like, I remember the beginning of this last year's Super Bowl, they had like the intros mm-hmm. with like the video of like mm-hmm. your season with like Ving Rains. <laughs> like, it's just so cheesy to me. Like, can we just get to the game? Got thirty five minute halftime. Justin Timberlake's punk ass performance. Not hey. Not getting into that. I already got into that with Chris. Me neither. I already got into that with Chris on Twitter. <laughs> All the appropriate ass. We'll save that. We'll save that for the appropriations podcast. Yeah. But, I was, yeah. We'll, we'll save that the appropriations podcast. <laughs> I, I will say this though. I will say this, and I agree with Cliff because I would want to just be home with with people that I like know and love and trust for that game <laughs> because. Corey and I go to a lot of away games. We've been to a lot of places, and we've seen them lose a lot of games in a lot of different cities. How long was that flight home from San Fran, Corey? <laughs> after that, <laughs> after that L, six hours. It took forever. Can you imagine flying? Can you imagine driving home from Minneapolis after the Redskins lost the Super Bowl in complete silence? I would drive that joint right into Lake Erie. I can't go on. Nah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like. I feel like, obviously, it'd be great to go, but we've been through so much as a fan base that I don't think I'd want any other fans from any other team in that room. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially, no, for, most definitely. especially if it's like us versus Steelers. Oh, oh man. my never. God. I could oh, never God. look at those people in that scenario. Well, they never. always invade our stadium, so I don't think I'd want to be sitting with them. So. Absolutely. All right, let's get yeah, let's get let's, let's get to the Chiefs. Talk. It's week four. <laughs> <laughs> we can dream, people. We can dream. Well, we were just speaking hypotheticals. Not even like Minneapolis seems like an awful place to go to Super Bowl. Now, if it was in Miami, 
Oh, yeah. First flight there. Atlanta. Whew. Yes. Los Angeles. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm there. Now we're talking. I'm in there. <laughs> Minneapolis, Indianapolis, like, no Napolises. No. <laughs> Jacksonville. No. Like, why is Super Bowl? the worst. I can't New Orleans. Even go why can't New Orleans? Yo, the Super Bowl should be in the same, like, four cities. It should. Right. The hell are we doing in Minneapolis in February? But you got all these greedy ass owners, man. They yeah. want to, they want to host the Super Bowl. Adopt the, the BCSs. Rotate between Pasadena, Tempe, Arizona, uh, New Orleans, and Miami. That's it. Just rotate. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, straight up. Honestly, it should be Miami or New Orleans. Yep. Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles. Well, LA. That's yeah. it. Throw LA in there. Nobody else gets it because we're trying to party out here. <laughs> like right. the Super Bowl's expensive, man. Hell yeah, it is. Shit ain't gonna be any cheaper because you're in Minneapolis. Nope. And you had to bring a coat. <laughs> right. That's terrible. Man, you gonna be you gonna be doing the Tyreek Hill sprint from the hotel to the bus <laughs> like when, it's, when, it's, when it's negative twenty degrees outside and shit. Like the hell with that, man. <laughs> All right. All let's right. get into let's get into it. We I guess injury reports first. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh wrestling's practice day for the first time since the win over Oakland. Everybody was a participant. Some guys were limited. Uh, Matt Ioannidis was one. He was a bruised shoulder. Jordan Reed practiced, but he was also limited, I believe. The only person that sat out was Ty and Shecky. They announced that he has a core muscle injury, and he's been out for three to six weeks, which mm. could be big. Could be big if anything were to happen to Trent or Morgan Moses, knock on wood right now. Mm. And knock even, on wood. Yeah, and even if, you know, they like to bring him in a lot for, you know, a six lineman, like, run down – Situation that's that's gonna hurt you because you, now you're missing your big, shit, it's your big old line. Shit, it's big if Laval gets hurt. Absolutely. It's big, any, it's, it's big if any of those f- first five go down. I mean, yes, well, we have no, a, we not necessarily, depth, but. not necessarily because if if Sheriff were to go down, you could just plug Rouillet in there. But if Laval to go it, down, now you have to move or would probably move Trent to guard and bring in a tackle, and now no, it's not Shecky. Yeah, I, I don't see. I, I think they don't. I think they lose the luxury of being able to do that. Definitely, <clears throat> because Inseki's out. So now you, because they they really trust Inseki. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is the backup tackle? Is it? Please Clemens. tell me it's not TJ. Oh it's my Clemens. goodness! So yeah. yeah, we can't do that anymore. So well, this bye week, this bye week's coming at the right time, man. It gives Inseki an extra week off. So that's true. Because we put Trey at guard, and he was the best guard in the world. Hundred percent. Well, he's the best left tackle, so he's the best everything all around. Right, but I'm saying, like in the middle of that Giants game, we moved him to guard, and he was the best guard in the world. Absolutely, immediately. What a player, man! Like, shout out to Shanahan for that one. Oh, big ups, big ups. People wanted Russell Okun. <sighs> oh man, Russell Okun. He's mm-hmm. he's on his third NFL team. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Trent Trent's a uh, future Hall of Famer, probably. Yep. Stud. Anyway, getting Jordan Reed back, that's going to be huge because I, I don't know if it's Daniel Sorensen. I don't know if it's Derek Johnson. I don't know if they're going to try to put Philip Gaines on him or, or something like that. But I like 86's chances against anybody in their back seven. So getting him back this week would be huge. I don't care who they put on him. Whoever lines up in front of 86, throw the ball to 86. This is a game where he could have a field day. If you got him on your fantasy team, start him. Oh, I already moved him back. <laughs> oh, wait, back. Start him. Must start. 
yeah. Got Rob Kelly back too. That's going to be big, especially with, uh, I'm not saying they don't want to start P. Ryan again, but he did have an um, underwhelming day. So getting your your lead back back for a game like this is also going to be huge. I don't know if he was, he wasn't terrible. No, no, no. But he fumbled. Yes. So Obviously, that's the worst thing he did all you game. You know what I mean? He grinded out some tough yards, though, man. He did. He did. He did. Like, when I went and rewatched it, he did grind out some yeah. tough yards. He was dishing out some punishment. But then he he fumbled the shit out of that ball. Right. That don't score to, like, eight yards. It's like, God damn. <laughs> Form tackle. Hat on ball. <laughs> yeah. Good-ass tackle. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What was I about to say? Uh, who, else, who else we got? Who else is? Banged up. Mason Foster practiced. Mason okay. Foster practiced. That's also huge. Need him back. Even though I like what Spate did. Spate did a really good job on Sunday night with Zach Brown. But you obviously want your lead dog back. This is a game where you got to wrap up because mm-hmm. these guys, it's not like when you're playing Oakland where if Marshawn Lynch breaks a tackle at five yards, he's going for 15. Cream Hunt will take edge on 80 yards with yep. ease. Yeah. With ease. Yeah. 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 You got, you, everybody's got to be sharp, man. Yeah. Like most, it, this is everybody. Most definitely. Hey, yeah. you got to be able to stop. You got to be able to stop the run on the road, man. Cannot have them controlling the game and having Kareem Hunt gashing us for six, seven, eight, 15, 20 yard games. We can't do it. It will yeah, get they, ugly. I, they've, they've turned into a big play offense. That they have. Like, these Kareem Hunt runs and uh, obviously Tariq Hill. So I, I actually am curious as to whether they can just drive on the field on us. You know, <clears throat> well, they, are they capable of doing that or are they going to have to be relying on big plays? Well, well they, they had a couple They had a couple drives versus the Patriots where they, I mean, they had some decent – 12, 13 play drives. I mean, they did have some big plays, but I think they have the ability to drive. Hopefully, they don't do it. I'm going to say something that I don't think I've ever said in my whole life. <laughs> I think I know where you're going. <laughs> Our defense is better than the Patriots' defense. Right now, I'd, I'd have to agree. I've never said that before. <laughs> right. It's very strange. It's felt, <laughs> well, the Patriots' felt, defense just looks it looks slow. It, it just they don't have enough team speed on defense. Bill right. will get them right by December. Right. They'll be fine. But mm-hmm. our defense... Not only is fast, but they're well disciplined and they're physical. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't remember the last time we we've had a faster defense. We may have never had a faster defense. I know what Bill's going to do is he'll just start recording the other team. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. In the words of Al Davis, just win, baby. That's uh, I think that's what Bill will do. He'll just say, you know what, we aren't that good on defense. So I'm just going to record everything. <laughs> and we're going to cut out the middleman here. <laughs> We're just going to start cheating more. Right. Whatever it takes. But back to what Cliff said. Uh, Kansas City isn't really the type of team that will drive the distance of Phil on you. I mean, they will. But if you notice, I watched it versus the Patriots, and I also saw this again versus uh, the Chargers. When they get to, like, the 40-yard line, the 30-yard line, they just get a chunk play and score from, like, 30 mm-hmm. yards out. They don't ever drive the ball 80. They don't have any, like, 17-play 80-yard drives. They get to, like, the 50-yard line. And then Tariq Hill just goes for 50 yards and it's a touchdown. Got to keep Tyreek Hill in front of us at all times Monday night. Do not let him get behind you. Must yeah. know where he's at at all times. Yeah. It's a must. Ike yeah, Taylor so, had a, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cliff. Ike, Ike Taylor? <laughs> no, Ike Taylor, <laughs> Ike Taylor had his little weekly top cornerbacks ranking, and he put Ugh. Josh Norman as his number one cornerback. And he was just saying, 
he struggles in man coverage, which I, I'm not here to debate the, the, the validity of that statement. But if Tariq Hill gets an angle on you, just don't let him get an angle on you because it's curtains. It'll be yeah, six. it's curtains. Just, just, straight just, the man. just run to the sideline. Right. Just turn around. And <laughs> <laughs> just run straight to the sideline. But I mean, I wonder how many of their chunk plays where he catches the ball are out of design as opposed to like like a dynamic passing offense, if that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? Like how many are like, we have drawn this play up and you thought we were over here, but we're not over there. We're mm-hmm. over there. And, and now it's 70. That's that Andy Reid misdirection. Because they've been getting chunk plays every game. That the the Patriots game, they had two of them for over seventy. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's crazy. They had another one versus they had the fifty three yard run from Hunt versus the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been Hunt every game, right? He has three of them already. He had another yeah. one last week versus San Diego. Another one last week to close the game, and their first touchdown with three kills a thirty yard touchdown. So. I mean, big plays. But I, see, my thing is, you can't rely on that every week as an offense. Mm-hmm. You really can't. At some point, you're going to need to make a 14, 15 play drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just about the defense and keeping them to as many limited yards as possible. Like, if you can tackle Cream Hunt at four yards, make the tackle at four yards. Don't let mm-hmm. them turn that into fifteen or twenty or thirty or, or whatever. Exactly. Oh, no, exactly. don't tackle Kareem Hunt. You need to be smacking Kareem Hunt. Swanger. I don't see him out. Like, when I've seen them, he's not out there taking punishment. He's dishing the punishment. Right. We, like, we need to be smacking Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. Mm-hmm. It needs to be from the start, once again, where it's like we're not letting somebody just come out here and abuse us. You know? Not only that, they need to actually get – Alex Smith, and he, he's been great this season. Seven touchdowns, no picks. He's been completing close to 80% of his passes. Close to 80%. That is so absurd. That is, that's absurd. Yeah, but hey, as a, he's been a game manager, and he got the perfect coach to take advantage of his skill set. You got to force him into some third and longs, make him take a five-step drop, because you know what? Schwartz and Fisher are not that great of O-tackles. They're not. Because nope. if you watch Brandon Graham two weeks ago was getting Alex Smith's face a lot this past weekend. Ingram and Bosa were both getting pressure on the tackles as well. But, you know, Alex Smith is a rhythm quarterback. He's going to take his three-step drop. He's going to read his reads. He's going to go to whoever's widest open, and he's going to let the playmaker make plays. If you give him some third and longs, some third and eights, nines, tens, whatever, make him take a five-step drop, a seven-step drop, and let's get it popping with Gallette and Preston Smith and Kerrigan and whoever. Well, you know who also likes to do that dink and dunk? The quarterback we played the other night. So we're pretty familiar with these quarterbacks with these quick releases who want to do this quick dink and dunk passes to set up maybe a big play down the field. Minuski, I'm pretty sure he's going to have a game plan set up where apply that pressure, have these corners sit, make Alex Smith have to beat you. Yeah. I mean, that, that's – I don't want to say that's your only hope, but they have so many playmakers. They have guys who are just dynamic. I mean, we already mentioned Terry Hill. We mentioned Kareem Hunt. We haven't even mentioned Travis Kelsey yet, who might be the best tight end in football, not named Robert Gronkowski, but – Jordan Reed. Uh, I mean, jo- I love Jordan Reed. <laughs> I love Jordan Reed, man. He's that's my man for life. He, I mean, just Kelsey's healthy all the time. That's the only there thing I'd is. give him over Jordan Reed. Maybe yeah. his dance, maybe his dancing skills, his dancing celebrations. <laughs> nah, that dancing shit is whack. That shit is hilarious. Started, do not even get me started on that. 
Kelsey is hilarious, Cliff. Give him props. Listen, I'm going to avoid that topic because <laughs> I want to keep this about football. <laughs> Damn. I will not be discussing his dancing. Like, I got... Okay. You know what? Fuck. We'll say that for the bye week. I'm not. I'm doing it. <laughs> he has a... He got a TV show. Mm-hmm. Because he dances. Yeah. How many players are dancing in the league? A mm-hmm. lot of them. But he got a TV show. Most notably, the one in New York. But he got a TV show. Right? I, I hear you. He got a reality show. I mean, right. You know what this is about. Because he dances. Mm-hmm. Someone else dances. It's a problem. Oh, why are you dancing so much? Mm-hmm. Right? When it should, when it, when it turned to it, oh, why is he always dancing? It's always about him. Mm-hmm. Why is Cam doing that? It's always about Cam when he does that. Mm-hmm. Kelsey does it. It becomes this cool thing. Look at him move. <laughs> like, whoo. <laughs> it's, it is ridiculous. Yeah. He's vanilla ice when it gets in the <laughs> And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> like, straight up. Uh, oh, hey, we should have said that for the Appropriations Podcast as well. But. <laughs> no, because it's, it's so absurd to me. I hear you. Because he's doing, like, dances that we see guys do in the end zone. All weekly. the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And do the dance, and they all do it well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even hating on the guy for dancing. I'm just saying, seemingly, he became a more popular player. Because he dances. Mm-hmm. And also, like, come on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just needed to point it out. Because it makes hey, me I so, like, it annoys me so much. Yeah. And Corey, 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 to your point, I mean, yes, they dance in New York, but they also try to, they're like B2K out there. They're trying to be, I heard Stomping the Yard doing the most. I'm like, hey, man. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Howard's Homecoming. Every time they get in the end zone, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> relax. Oh, shit. Ah, it's our homecoming. Oh. <laughs> Beckham. <laughs> oh, man. Catch yeah. me at our homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that Kelsey shit just annoyed. Like, I'm not even mad at the dude for dancing. Like, no, not I'm at all. Twisted. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's funny how he became a very popular player because mm-hmm. he dances. But when other people dance... What in tarnations is Beckham doing? <laughs> they made Beckham meet with. I mean, Beckham had the leg up. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious, but it was like, really, really, guys, really, owner, really, Mara, you're gonna yeah. meet with them over this. Mm-hmm. You kept the kicker, dog. Like that, you kept Josh Brown. You probably didn't meet with him one time, right? Now Odell, he can't be acting like that. Like, did he put out a statement about that or something? No, he called them into his office. They had to meet. Oh my gosh! What the dog? When they call you in to meet with the owner of the company, your ass is in trouble because right. of a because of a touchdown celebration. <laughs> now, Odell, I want to tell you now, you can't be out here. Oh, no, you put your, your Colonel Sanders voice too? Damn! <laughs> what the hell else is that? Yeah, like, why is he being called to the principal's office over a touchdown celebration? <laughs> So he d- acted like a dog. Mara acted like uh, Joe Buck did the one time when Moss had his uh, incident in the Green Bay end zone. That. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did we say? That's an un- that was a disgusting act. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's ridiculous, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. 
Uh, All right, back. Uh, yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, we keep getting sidetracked. Sorry, but we had we had to address that. No, I'm glad, I had to address, you, I'm glad you said I, that. I couldn't. I couldn't talk about Kelsey without talking no about that. So, mm-hmm. like, what do you want from me? Man? This is our first season doing this. We, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta make sure the people know how I feel about certain <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Whether they like it or not, that's up to them. Kelsey, I don't like your whack ass dancing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, hell of a player, uh, though. Hell absolutely. Of a player. Absolutely. You better take care of him. Absolutely. Because he caught he caught one ball last week for one yard. So you know they're coming out feeding him the rock. And you know, homeboys made it known all week. Mm-hmm. They only coaches, one I, catch. coaches, I can't make the Pro Bowl with one catch for one yard. Mm-hmm. I can't be all pro with one catch for one yard. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They'll definitely they'll definitely scheme up something for this week. So it's important that we keep tabs on him, make sure he is because, like. Tree Hill, they like to move him around, put him in motion, put him in the backfield. Shit, he might even take some some wildcat snaps. Mm-hmm. It's important for Swearinger and, and those guys and Zach Brown, guys who are calling up the defensive alignments and making sure everybody's lined up where they're supposed to be, to know where those two are lined up at all times. Because if you don't, if you get a mismatch, it, it's going to be a long, long night for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say this. You know... I don't know if you guys are going to agree with this, but when I see people on the field taking snaps from the center who aren't the quarterback, I think it tells me that your quarterback isn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) If we should know Andy Reid, Cliff, you know he he does wrinkles like that. Dog, was he doing that with Donovan all the time? Just like I feel like maybe maybe on once a blue moon with Westbrook, he would put him at quarterback and quick snaps. Once a blue moon. Yeah. They got a they got a they got a package in the playbook for <laughs> non Alex Smith QB plays, man. <laughs> color color coded on that Andy Reid playbook on that big ass IHOP menu. Mm-hmm. This is, it's, just a, it's, it's just a block of plays that's just like <laughs> plays where Alex Smith is not a quarterback. Andy Reid out there in the in the red moo would look like he about to order the triple stack. <laughs> hey dog, does, he looks slimmer this year. The red moo. <laughs> <laughs> He looks slim. He looks like he slimmed down a little bit this year, though. He, he definitely does. Andy Reid's my guy, man. Big fan. I like Andy Big Reed. fan, Andy Reid. The clown, my man. Remember that game where he came into the locker room boosted? <laughs> and they tried to turn into the Kool-Aid man? Absolutely. Such Absolutely. disrespect. Such hey, y'all disrespect. wrong for that, man. Y'all wrong for that out there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Oh. Let's talk about the offense going against Casey's defense because obviously they have a – Tremendous pass rush, even without Tom Bali, they still have Justin Houston. They have D Ford, Chris Jones. Uh, I mean, they just come at you with waves on that front, that front seven. Benny Logan are tough, and, and it's going to be a tough matchup for offensive line. They had a great, great, great game. Well, a great past two games, if we're being honest. I mean, they looked good against the Rams. They looked good against the Raiders. But this is my, this is going to be the their stiffest challenge of the, of the season so far. You think so? Uh. Because I, I think we just faced two of the three best. I mean, like, we, okay, we're facing Justin Houston, mm-hmm. but we just went Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? you, you have a point. No, you have a point. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Chris Jones. I think he's a dog. I wish he was here. I wish we had him. But yeah, we're just going to take Bulldogs left and right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, I guess, I mean, maybe they're on par. With the Eagles front seven, I mean, I think they have better linebackers than the Chiefs, but I think I, I don't know if I would take anybody over Justin Houston. 
I, for, oh, yeah, on the Eagles. Um, <clears throat> I think the Eagles have more players. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's got more options. Fletcher Cox, Jernigan. Cox, yeah. Graham. Graham. Um, Chris Long. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris Long. They got, Benny Curry. Yeah, they can, and the linebackers can move a little. Yeah, they yeah. got bodies. Uh, Tom Lee's out, so it's a little, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we just faced Aaron Donald. Aaron, that touchdown where Chris Thompson scored on that pitch, Aaron Donald almost picked that pitch off. Sure did. Oh my god! Yeah, like, you, go ahead. So we we just went Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. We've seen some good players already. Held like, Mack, held Mack to one sack. So, so, so the I, only I, sack. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, the only sack. I, so it's a little. I am not as concerned with their. I, the more thing, the thing I'm more concerned about is actually that we're playing them at their place. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a little like we don't. The Rams game was a home game, neutral site game, basically. Pretty much. And then the other two were played at home. So I think that's the the major difference. Yeah, I know we talked about this earlier in the week, but um, this is going to be Kirk's probably his loudest road test since he was in college. I mean, he's never played in a really raucous environment. I mean, that 2015 game at Philly for the division was probably the loudest he's played to this point. But Kansas City is a different beast. It's a different animal. This will be a lot more intense. I mean, obviously, Eagles fans are intense, but Arrowhead, Monday night, only game on, whole country watching. It's gonna that that stadium's gonna be loud. It's gonna yeah. be fierce. It's gonna be fierce. I mean, I, I, look, I think I said this before on Monday. I always hear about how great and how tough Arrowhead is, but no one ever remembers anything that's ever actually happened at Arrowhead of, of note. <laughs> but it, it seems to have like this aura about it. Mm-hmm. While not actually ever being that important in an important moment, I think it's also because they have that you know that little Florida State chant with their arms and their oh thinking thinking they're the Seminoles and all that nonsense. But yeah, right. Like, I agree. They haven't really won a big ne- game in Kansas City. Now Can't think of me- a single big game. <laughs> now that Cliff mentions it, the only real games I remember from Kansas City because I don't I mean I don't watch a lot of Chiefs football unless they're on primetime. They're always getting first round buys and then losing to a six seed in Arrowhead. Right, it happens pretty regularly. It's when they had the, the Gerbach days. Gerbach, Trent Green. When they had Trent Green, Larry Johnson. The end Free of Hall. Montana. Yeah, like I'm, every time I see there, like I always hear about how tough this place is to play at. Damn, Joe Montana. That's when they had the uh, the the concrete hard astroturf for the pyramids and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's when they had Ooh. Marty. Who was their legendary quarterback in Kansas City? It was like Len Dawson or something like that? Len Dawson. Yeah, Len Dawson. Yeah, Len Dawson, yeah. Steve DeBerg. Not Steve DeBerg. DeBerg's not a legendary quarterback. Bono. Steve Bono. Steve Bono. <laughs> Jeez, they've had some just like the definition of average quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're – to me, that's what that franchise is always known for when I think about it. Well, we, like, can, we, can re- we know we can relate. Well, we've had below average, so we cannot yeah. relate. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, agreed. Because we would have taken that. Those, Trent Green was a really good player. Yeah, well, he started here. He did start here. But, you know, okay, he did start here. It's always weird to think about that. But mm-hmm. I always forget yeah. about that one carry Larry Johnson had as a Redskin. <laughs> that one oh. carry. <laughs> that's that's DJ Larry Johnson to you, my friend. <laughs> He's a DJ, right? Yeah. In Miami? No, he, oh, is. he is. Yeah, you hear about that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, he's a DJ now. Mm. 
I hope he didn't blow all his NFL money. That's why he became a DJ. I think he became a DJ because he retired at like 26 years old. <laughs> well, he right. probably had like 400 carries a year when he got to the league. They were wearing him down. Right. He was taking punishment out there. Yeah, he had um, a couple years in KC that were. Yeah. The carries were just absurd. Yes, but he was damn good. Yeah, he was. He was a good he back. Went from, have... Priest, went from Priest Holmes to, to Larry Johnson. It's killing. Mm-hmm. And now here they and now they replace and then they went from Jamal Charles to Kareem Hunt. Goddamn Kareem Hunt. <laughs> and and it's, they haven't even rolled out Patrick Mahomes yet. They're gonna be they're gonna be serious in about a year or two. I mean they already mm-hmm. are. Wait till Mahomes is ready. Mm-hmm. Wait till they actually yeah. can go vertical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till they have a quarterback who can who actually looks more than ten yards down the field. Well, we say that now. Hopefully they don't go vertical on us Monday night. Not. Nah. See, you know what's weird is that he the Patriots game, because everybody watched it, and everybody was so shocked to see him throw the ball downfield. Mm. But he hasn't been doing that since then, really. Coming back to earth. He's, he's gone back to being himself. <laughs> like, he did it on TV. Everybody saw it. Mm-hmm. He pulled a Kirk on us. Right? Like, <laughs> national TV. No, I'm just saying, national TV, he played a certain way that you weren't used to seeing him play. And I think a lot of times we don't get to see everybody, especially if your team doesn't play them. You don't see all these teams. Like, who the hell is really watching the Chiefs weekly besides right. Chiefs fans? So that, so some people, the only time they'll see the Chiefs play is these two weeks. Mm-hmm. This the Patriots game and tonight. I'm oh, sorry, on Monday night. And then they won't see the Chiefs maybe to the playoffs. So they're going to be like, wow, he's throwing the ball down the field still. And it's going to be like, no, he's not. He's, <laughs> he went 16 to 21 for 150 yards. Dinking and dunking. Yeah. He's back to being himself. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to be bottled up, though, because, like I mentioned earlier, it, they have so many weapons that dinking and dunking is fine for them. Mm-hmm. You, you, just, you have to force them into making him take a seven-step drop and, and throwing the ball more than five yards down the field. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't fall asleep off that dinking and dunking and have Tyreek. Hit a post route and it's go time for seventy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's that's something that Cliff had mentioned earlier. Just uh, that's how Andy Reid is. I mean, you, they'll put Deontay Thomas in the backfield and, and send him on a jet sweep, and everybody will focus on him. And then mm-hmm. there goes Chark Hendrick West for seventy five yards. Right. Like <laughs> it's like he just has these crazy formations mm-hmm. where there's all this misdirection. There's like fifteen running backs in the field for some reason. Chark <laughs> Hendrick's out here. D'Anthony's De- out here. We got Kareem Hunt. Kareem's going in motion. We're faking the ball to D'Anthony. Then Sarkandrick's going the opposite way after the play snapped. You don't know where the you have no idea where the ball is. Nope. And then Tariq Hill's walking into the end zone by the time you figure out where the ball's at. Yep. It's it's tough, man. It's he's Andy Reid is is he a Hall of Fame coach? What do you, like? Is he? He's not. He doesn't have the Hardware. Yeah. Cause he doesn't have the hardware, but I would say everybody's obsessed with rings, right? But I'm hey, he's one of the best I've seen. I can coach I mean, what, what do y'all think? I, I think I mean I think he has a I mean if he coaches for a couple more years, let's say he coaches five more years. And let's say he gets the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game twice. Oh, but they don't go. Who's in the who's in the Hall of Fame as a coach who doesn't have a ring? I mean, probably not any. Mm, honestly. That's a good question. That's a good question. That's like rings are part of the – that's the prerequisite. 
I know one thing. I saw that guy coach circles around Belichick week one. <laughs> circles. Definitely did. So, I don't know. But I, I, I actually kind of like some of the matchups we have versus them uh, defensively versus their offense. So, we'll see. All right. I, 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 as long as we're out here giving up 60-yard touchdown runs, I think we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the career wins for coaches. Right now, Andy Reid is 11th in career wins. All by, time. By an NFL coach. Mm. There are guys in front of him that have more wins mm-hmm. that aren't in. Namely, Martin Schottenheimer, who's another coach who could win the big one. So mm-hmm. so maybe you're right. Dan Reeves never won one. He's not in. Mm. Chuck Knox. Chuck Knox won one. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm lunch. did, right? How is Chuck Knox not, not in the Hall of Fame then? Chuck Knox is with the Rams, right? How did, yeah, I thought Chuck Knox was actually in the Hall of Fame. I didn't know that. No, he's not in. Oh, my. Jeff Fisher is 12th all-time in wins. God damn. <laughs> Chuck Knox should probably uh, – you know why Chuck Knox isn't in? 7-11 and 11 postseason career record. <clears throat> well, uh, Jeff Fisher would know a lot about seven-win seasons, though. A great <laughs> – would you say he, he was? knows about seven win seasons? Would you would you say he was twelfth in all time wins, Jeff Fisher? Twelfth. No. Andy Reid is eleventh. Jeff Fisher is twelfth, yeah. Damn. Jeff Fisher got that many wins? I thought Jeff Fisher coached in the league for a long time. He had a lot yeah, of eight and eight. He started head coaching ninety four all the way until twenty sixteen. He coached for twenty three yeah. years. Yeah. Damn. Because he was the he was the last coach in Houston before they went to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Right. Damn. Corey, your, your man Belichick actually might catch Dan Schuler or Don Schuler. How many I'm, is he behind him? 99 wins. No, oh, wins I'm behind sorry, him? I'm sorry. My math is terrible. Math major over here. 89 wins. Behind Schuler. Yep. He's going to get that. Is he? Let's he's say sure. say Brady gives him another what? How many How many seasons, Cliff? How many do you think? Three? I, three. Three more after this one. It's an average of maybe 10, 11 wins. 10-11, Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Is this, is this Belichick's? Do you think Belichick's going to go when Brady goes, or do you think he's going to stick around? I don't I, know. I always said Belichick would stick around, but honestly, I think he might go. Because what else does Bill need to do, man? Seriously. No, but you you're, you need to ask yourself a bigger question. What the hell else is Bill going to do That's the, but, uh, if right. he stops coaching point. football? That's a good point. <laughs> he seems like a guy that he would have no life without football. No, he sleeps football. He's an avid – I think he's an avid fisherman or a sailor or something like that. And he also loves Fisherman? Yeah. He's going to go <laughs> – like, It was on that little special. Fishing, like all old retirement, he would go fishing. Go fish. Yeah, yeah. That's what they start doing before – like, okay, I'm not going to say the second part. But <laughs> – Damn. <laughs> Hey, clean on fire tonight, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? How old's Belichick? What's he gonna? He's like, he's not gonna go host NFL Countdown, right? Hell no. Like Don Shula went to the Don Shula was like doing pre like pregame shows after he retired. He's 65. No chance Belichick does any of that shit. He's not doing any of that nonsense. No. I- I feel like after they won the Super Bowl, he had an interview like a week later. He was like getting ready for the next season. He was already ready for the next year. Like him and Saban, man. Yeah. Those, those two. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just obsessed with coaching football. Although Saban's got like a little different reason. He's like yelling at he's like yelling at kids. 
Saban comes from that. He comes from that Belichick tree. So yeah, of just not being happy when you're mm-hmm. doing, when you're at work. Seems awful. Whose interviews are better? I know we're getting sidetracked, but Saban or Belichick? Saban. <laughs> I agreed. Because the the college media is just a different beast. They ask incredibly stupid questions. Yeah, definitely. And Nick is up there just like, <sighs> like, are you are you really asking me that question? They will ask Nick Saban questions mm-hmm. like playing Vanderbilt is going to be a problem. <laughs> he can't take it. He can't like uh-huh. they ask him about Vanderbilt like Vanderbilt's actually going to. But but they ask him about Vanderbilt like, hey, we know you're going to beat this team by eighty points, so answer this question. <laughs> he just he doesn't he hates that shit and he flips. I love it <laughs> so bad. Sorry, Paul. We got a little sidetrack right there. It's fine. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Nick. It. Shout out to Nick Saban. Roll Tide. Nah, never Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Jay Al. That's, that's Corey's man. <laughs> Come on, hey. We don't. Do, I don't do Roll Tide around here. He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about some of the key matchups we're looking forward to seeing on Monday night. Uh, Cliff, why don't you go and start us off? Just give us one key matchup on the defensive side of the ball that you think will be clutch. Uh, defensive side of the ball. Uh, uh, RD line versus their own line, man. Got to stop mm-hmm. a run, man. Like, th- it is imperative that we stop the run. We got to make so, Alex Smith beat us. This is the game plan against Alex Smith pretty much his whole career. Mm-hmm. Make him beat you throwing the ball. He, yeah. and, and I should also mention, I'm a little – I'm actually sort of concerned about one thing that we – like I don't think that's probably gonna get talked about leading up to the game. Is his scrambling? Alex Smith scrambling can be a problem. It can be very annoying too because he's one of those like third and eight scramblers where he picks up nine yards because he's actually a pretty smart runner. Mm-hmm. So I, we got to stop the run, man. You know me, man. Don't stop the run. It's gonna be a long night. Unless you're playing against a top quarterback, you better stop the run. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the way that's the way to be a lot of to beat most teams in the league. Make them one-dimensional. And I actually like our matchup up front versus them. I was just going to say, if we stop that run on the early downs, that's going to lead to the Chiefs having to rely on Alex Smith to pick up a third nine, third and 11. That's what we want. Right. Because I like, I like our matchups. I like our matchup on the outside. It's, I mean, obviously Kelsey and Hill are the, are the main guys in the passing game. But the other matchups I like, and I feel like we, can, our, we have enough talent – that we can say, okay, you got Chris Conley, Breland. That's you. Just Take stay care there. Of that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got Albert Kendall Fuller. You got Albert Wilson. You know, let's the rest of you guys focus on these two players. Mm-hmm. So, I say up front, got to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Corey, what do you think? I mean, I'm just going to go to the other end. I'm gonna go with our uh, outside linebackers versus their tackles, man. Because Preston and Kerrigan, they can literally take over this game based on what I saw with uh, how Fisher and Schwartz performed versus the uh, San Diego Chargers front. Like we kind of mentioned earlier, Ingram had a day versus Schwartz on Sunday, and I can only imagine what Kerrigan can possibly do with Mr. Schwartz on the outside. If we get a little pass rush going, it, Kansas City might be in for a long day. So I'm going to go with uh, Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan as my key matchup versus Fisher and Schwartz. What pick was Eric Fisher again? I've been meaning to ask you guys that. Was he the one that was one of the top picks? It was him and Jokel, right? Yes. Yeah. Jokel went first, right? Or did Fisher go first? 
I should just look it up. I thought it was I thought it was Jokel. I mean that is I mean his name is telling you shouldn't draft him. Jokel Joke, buddy. <laughs> Can't block. Nice nice old man joke. Not yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Corey busting dad jokes now. <laughs> his his pass rush, his pass blocking skills is a joke, let's be honest. He was drafted by the Jaguars, right? Yeah, Fisher went first. Fisher went first overall. In Yo. 2013. On what planet are we taking left tackles from Central Michigan? Number one. That's like some Madden, like <laughs> generic <laughs> NFL draft shit, dog. Well, kind of like your favorite quarterback, Carson Wentz, being drafted by Philly. Like, for real. That is. No, you're, you're right. Eric Fisher. Yeah. It's like, where do they find these guys? <laughs> but Fisher's actually Yo, Fisher's actually not that bad. I mean, Schwartz not is that the bad. weakling. He went number one. Right. Yo, the number one pick. You you give me a GM we've ever had who could walk up in front of us when we had the number one pick and tell us. The best player in the draft is a left tackle from Central Michigan. <laughs> Just think about that. Well, hey, I mean, it, that's fair, but imagine if uh, Bill uh, Cower hadn't walked up to one of the Rooney's and be like, yeah, I'm taking a quarterback from Miami of Ohio, 12th overall. You have no Brandon Roethlisberger. No, nah, but Ben Roethlisberger was, even going in that season, like Ben Roethlisberger was talked about. His games were his games were on ESPN regularly. Mm-hmm. Twelve o'clock, Miami, Ohio. He'd been balling. Definitely. Yo, Central Michigan left <laughs> tackle. Let Vinny Serrano come and tell us he's about to take Eric Fisher from Central Michigan. We'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Redskins fans would burst through the doors in Ashburn, Virginia. <laughs> like, <are> you <laughs> there'd be a mutiny. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, I mean, he's been okay, but. Not first round, first overall pick worthy, no. No, no absolutely not. Can I talk, talk to you about how bad the 2013 was draft was, by the was way? It was a bad draft. Yeah, oh, my really God. I'm looking draft. at it now. It, it is putrid. I mean, there are a whole Pro Bowls in there, like uh, Hopkins, Rhodes, uh, Eifert is in there, Eric Reed is in there, Sheldon Richardson, Ziggy Ansah, but it's pretty much a, a garbage, a dumpster fire from picks. The top one. 10. One through seventeen. I'm gonna read one through seventeen real quick, and just tell me how bad this is, okay? It's 2013 draft, right? Yeah. Eric Fisher went one. Luke Joker goes two. Dion Jordan's bum ass went three. Mm. Lane Johnson is good. He's not Pro Bowler, but he's very good. Ziggy Ansah went right five. tackle. He's a right tackle. <laughs> Barkevius Mingo. Oh man. Jonathan Cooper. My man Tavon Austin. Jesus. <laughs> Core's man, D. Milner. That's definitely your man. Mm-hmm. That's 100% <laughs> hey, your man. Core, are you, you, are, you a Bama fan? I'm looking at three straight Bama busts. D. Milner, Chance Cormack, and DJ Fluker. <laughs> hey, I didn't bring up any of those. Actually, I did bring up Milner. I would not lie about that. I did. I definitely did. <laughs> DJ Hayden. I forgot all about DJ Hayden. Is he out the – no, he's still no, in the he's league, on the, right? He's on the, he's on the lines now. Yeah. All you know is he's only been in the league four years, and he's not with the Rangers anymore. <laughs> That's all you need to know about DJ. <laughs> and you're Sheldon Richardson at 13. Mm. Star, uh, I'm going to butcher this. Let's lay, lay. Thank you for the assist. 
Kenny Vaccaro, who is on he, he's, like he's on the trade block like every That's other. That's a week. bust. He's a bust. Yeah. Oh God, EJ Manuel. It's... God. Jeez. And Jarvis Jones. Jones. That was a huge surprise. Jeez. He'd be a bust. I thought he'd be good. He's who do we? Who, so who who do we take that first round? Oh, we didn't have one. Uh, Corey, I, took, I, we, we took Robert Griffin. Well, we didn't have the first round pick in 2013. <laughs> took Robert Griffin as we took. Just, just, just thought I'd ask. No, that's just a bad like Bjorn Warner. Didn't yeah, Sharif Floor have to retire? Sharif Floor had to retire, correct? Uh, sure. I don't know if he's retired yet, but but he's I, like he's, he's like yeah yeah. The, it, he, Cordero Patterson. That was also that's that's Paul's man. <laughs> Paul, Paul and I had some heated debates about Cordero oh. Patterson. Hey man, yo, any draft where there are three tackles taken in the first four picks. Is a bad draft. Because mm-hmm. there's no way you can convince me that three of the top four players in college football are tackles. <laughs> like, there's just no way. No I'm, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. And the fact that we're sitting here going, Preston Smith should have his way with Eric Fisher tells me you aren't that good a player. Yep. Because you went number one overall. So him, Greg Robinson, another tackle bust. There's been a few of those. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> that was actually not a bad year to not have a first-round pick. Right? Hey, it, turned, it, it worked out well. <laughs> worked out well. It did not work out well. Let's... well yeah, I'd have a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad year to not have a first-round pick. Who did the Rams pick with our, with our selection that year? Probably should look that up. Because we had a, back, a low right? draft picks, we went mid. They the traded back. Remember when they when they when they trotted all those picks out onto the field on us? Ogletree, Kick Ogletree in the first round. Yeah, it was Ogletree. But no, oh, that mm-hmm. wasn't with our pick. I'm sorry. They traded the pick to the Falcons, and then the Falcons took Desmond Trufant. Mm. It's a good ass mm. pick. It's a good ass yeah, pick. That's a, yeah, that's a. That's a very good pick. Yeah, Trufant's right. solid. He's solid. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rams tried out all those. I mean, it's, to, it's like, yo, I don't see a quarterback standing in this group all right. with your sorry-ass squad. Have fun going 8-8. Eight and eight. Ugh, That guy was so arrogant. Anyways, yeah. back to the Chiefs. Yeah, we, this is the most sidetracked-ass podcast we've ever done, man. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with being sidetracked. It's been here. a good week, man. Everybody's in a good mood, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the one matchup I want to talk about is matching speed with speed. Cream Hunt against Zach Brown. Because mm. he's going to try to get to the edge. He's going to try to get to the outside. And you're, you're going to need your, your stud inside linebacker to shed these blocks and chase down this little spacer. Because if he gets loose, if he gets loose, it's going to be a long night, man. So, it's house. Yeah. It's loose. It's house. House calls all Easy. night. Yep. Zach Brown, I mean, he, but- we've seen how his speed – has changed his defense. It, it oh, really, yeah. it really, really has transformed our defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really has. So having him out there has honestly just it, it's night and day from what Will Compton was doing last year and the year before that. Because if because I tell you this, if you didn't have Zach Brown, if you were starting Foster at Will Compton again, we'd be giving up four or five yards of carry. I mean, yeah. it, it, not only that, it's like you would have no chance. On the edges against a back with this type of speed, like if they turn around and hand the ball to Tariq Hill on on a jet sweep or something like that, who do you think on their defense is going to yeah. get to the edge and catch him? Nobody. 
Because they're a hor- they seen that they're a horizontal offense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We would have no chance. We have no chance. They said Zach Brown's calling the plays now, right? Yes, yes. he is. That's interesting because all I ever heard was how we couldn't mm-hmm. bench Will Compton because yep. he calls the plays. Yep. Like they make they make it seem like you're running you're, you're operating the Starship Enterprise <laughs> in football. <laughs> like whether it's quarterbacks or middle line, like they make it they try and talk about these right. jobs like they're so complicated. Is that interstellar? Like you're yeah. telling me he he can't line up a defense. <laughs> Get in the huddle and call the play, man. <laughs> like come on, man. Jeez. Like it's it's it, I think it's like almost like NFL arrogance where they just act like what they do is so complicated. <laughs> well, he, well, we'll come to kick over the bench because who's going to call the plays? These people are middle linebackers. They've been calling people the plays and calling out strong, strong sides and where people are lined up mm-hmm. their whole damn lives. Yep. All right, and, and and the nerve of the Redskins brass to really come out and say Will Compton is the one who calls the plays. When him calling plays gave like five yards of carry last year, like yep, I, like like it couldn't possibly get worse. Try oh no, see, try some wrong. See, I'm not. I don't question whether he knew what play to call. I think the problem was he couldn't make the plays. Damn, yeah. simple as that. No TFLs, no tackle for losses for Will Compton. Everything downfield, gain of six. Compton right. on the tackle. Compton on the tackle. <laughs> gain of eleven. Compton on the tackle. Like, come on. Yeah, like no, play, no offense to Will, though. No offense to Will. That play that yeah. was made on Seth Roberts on Sunday. I'm sorry. Oh my yeah, Sunday night. All right. We haven't had a backer who could fly mm-hmm. out there and make a play like that. Hey, he hit Roberts on that twice. Yeah. Yeah, just like, and for all the things we said, Will Compton. Will Compton was a decent linebacker. He uh, he had some good, you know, <laughs> like some good <laughs> some good skills, but damn dog. Brown, not Damn, only Corey. is he fast and, and, and knowledgeable, w- when he hits you, he shakes your soul. Like, he really hits the fuck out of people. I just think it's funny that we went from – because I remember when we put Will Compton in, everybody was so boosted because that meant no more Perry Riley. Remember? <laughs> yeah. People wanted Perry Riley to hell off the uh-huh. field. Yep. We put Will Compton in – I think it was like the Arizona game. <laughs> like, the first time we went to Arizona with Kirk – we put Will Compton in. People are like, you know what? Will Compton's not that bad. Mm-hmm. A year later, we're like, man, get Will Compton <laughs> off the. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we such a fickle fan base, man. Oh, are we ever? It's so hilarious. Uh, yeah, no. it's your go ahead, Cliff. Not go ahead, man. No, I'll say we're, we're always trying to run people out of town. Like I, I actually tweeted it out today. It's like, can you remember the days when people tried were so thirsty to run? Fuller and, and Breland and, and run uh, Preston Smith out of town. I'm like, you guys got to let these guys develop. But as a fan were base, people we're really trying, trying to run to Fuller out of town? Or were they just like, Fuller needs to sit out? Because Fuller was struggling late in the season. Man. Yeah, man. Remember, I, I, Diggs gave him like, that game yeah. versus the Vikings last year, Diggs might have caught like 100 passes. Coming off injury, man. But you know what? In retrospect, as it turned out, Diggs seems like he might be a very special player. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think it was the Cowboys game. He had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of problems. Beasley was, was eating him alive. Yeah, Beasley, that fucking guy. Yeah, Be- Beasley. <laughs> and they had they had Des in the slot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, 
I don't think people run out of time. It's just like Braylon was having a bad year. Fuller was having it. So it just it just compounded because I think everybody was so frustrated with our defense. Well, we know people were trying to run run uh, Preston Smith out of town. <clears throat> well, well, we know people were trying to run Breland out of town. And by people, I mean Paul Williams. That's why I said Preston. <laughs> I got Paul. Paul subtweeted himself. Dog. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I saw that. <laughs> I almost responded to him, but I was like, I'm not gonna do it. I see him. You out here subtweeting yourself, dog. Hey man, you came out here compromising the 50 Gup uh, blog podcast Twitter feed, man. Damn. I'm a <laughs> compromising it, dog. How you gonna tweet that people wanted Breland and Preston? Nah, you wanted Breland and Preston, which is all good. You you had already been planning for life without Bashar Breland. Mm-hmm. I mean, they drafted his replacement two years in a row. I just thought the writing was on the wall. Well, you also said we drafted Preston's replacement, Ryan Anderson. I mean, we did, we did do that too. Well, but hey, I, good, good problems to have. Everybody's playing absolutely, well. absolutely. I mean, the question is, are we going to bring Brillin back? But that's that's another question for another day. If yeah. he keeps it up like this, I don't see why not. But like you said, that's another question for January. All right. Well, you mean it might be February? Remember. <laughs> Knock on wood. Let me knock on wood. Knock on wood. I mean, look, there's obviously a last season to play. Of course. So, you know, if if the quarterback keeps winning NFC player in a week, there's not going to be money for anybody. So let's yeah, remember that's that. True. that also, true. By the way, shout out to him. He had a baby, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Big big ups to the Kirk, we, to the Kirkinator. Had, yeah, we had to do that because otherwise they would have said guys didn't even congratulate him. On having a kid. That's how we know your podcast is biased first, Kirk. <laughs> so. All right. Congrats. I, I do got to say one thing. And uh, this is going to sound like I'm hating that shit, but I'm going to say it anyway. What if Kirk sucks on Monday night and folks said, oh, he wasn't focused because he just had a baby? I mean, it's, oh, I of mean, course. It's, of your course. First, it's your first child. I'm sure that might be the first time I call into the radio stations. I just hope that that doesn't take away any focus from Monday oh, night. Please, but no. it People having babies all over the goddamn yeah. week. No, trying to hear that. Luckily I'm... for Kirk, we don't play till Monday night. He gets extra days. So. Let me tell you what okay. I'm not trying to hear. That <laughs> no. nobody, nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to say that. Oh no, no, no! No, no, no one's dumb enough to say that. Please, ooh, ooh, ooh. don't do it. Because yeah. I might call them up. W A L M. They might do it. <laughs> This podcast is off the skit. This podcast is off the rails, man. I can't. I can't call him that. I tell you one thing: if they have that excuse Tuesday morning, Cliff, I might call in. I can't call him that, Paul. No, of course you can. We'll let the people figure that out. The people's podcast. You can say whatever you want on here. W A L M might have that ready for us, but he's not going to play poorly. No, so no, he'll be fine. I don't think he is. He'll be fine. Oh man! All right, so let's talk about our key matchups on the offensive side of the ball. Core, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Um, key matchup offensively, kind of like uh, this past Sunday night. Our uh, newly, well, not newly, but extended right tackle Morgan Moses with his recent contract extension over the summer. I think he has the toughest matchup with Justin Houston, kind of like how he had with Khalil Mack. If um. I think if Moses is able to contain Mr. Houston, keep him under wraps, hopefully no more than a sack, kind of like Khalil Mack. Protect Kirk, obviously give him some time in the pocket. I think that's going to be the key to Kirk getting the ball 
across the middle to Jordan Reed, Mr. Crowder. If you let Houston tee off on Cousins, it might be a long night because once Houston starts gets going, then you might have to slide protecting. I'm not saying Mr. D four is going to do anything to Trent, but you don't. You just don't want to allow Justin Houston to get off and just have the rest of the defense start teeing off on the quarterback. So I'm gonna have to go with Morgan Moses versus Justin Houston. Yeah, that's a good one. That's that's definitely a key matchup because you know Trent on the other side. I like D Ford, but I mean that's the best left tackle in football. Yeah, best left tackle. Yeah, can't even believe I just said Trent is a a top shelf right tackle. But hey, Justin Houston is, I mean, like you said, a dog. One one of these guys. Yeah, I mean, I would put him maybe third or fourth best in the NFL behind, let's just say, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, and I mean that might be it. Yeah, he could be as high as three. (laughs) Cliff, what do you think? Um. So let's let's get whoever is opposite lining up against Terrence Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcus Peters is on the left side. He doesn't move from there. Although, and he's a good player. Do they Excellent really? Player. They really keep Peters just on one side. Yeah, I think he only plays on the left. Only plays the left. I think, I think that's left. stupid, but man. well, you know, maybe he doesn't. He doesn't feel comfortable. I, I, who knows? I don't know why corners do that, but I, maybe if you've always, I think I might, that's probably scheme based. But, yeah. Too bad. Good for them. Keep them over yeah. there, frankly. Oh, definitely. Whoever lines up against Terrence Mitchell, to me, you're going to need big plays on Monday. I think you have a hard time beating a team this good with no big plays. Dotson. Right. Exactly. So, Josh Doxson versus Terrence Mitchell, if we get it at any point. Throw it, Kirk. Throw that thing up, man. Trust him. Because I, I I think I think he can really be a fact on Monday night for us. Him or, him or Pryor. Him or Pryor. Whoever's lined up versus Terrence Mitchell. I don't think that defense is that good. No. Frankly. Right? And what what was that number kind of tweeted out about uh, their run defense? Hmm. Let me pull uh, it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's look it up. I, I know there was something along the lines of they were allowing – the Chiefs have allowed five more yards on 36% of opponents' carries. Mm. That sounds like us from last season. Mm-hmm. That is awful. Yeah, that, 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 that is surprisingly bad. I don't, I don't think that they're – like, this is no offense to Derrick Johnson. Derrick Johnson's had a very good career, but Derrick Johnson's been in the league a long time. Mm-hmm. So unless we're calling this guy Carlos – like, ageless like Carlos Dansby, no. at some point, you do get old. They're not as strong up the middle as they are on the edge. Yeah, definitely exactly. not. Oh, exactly. most definitely not. Exactly. So they, you, you can run on them, and usually I would in a game like this, I would just say all oh, line. But I think having to run on them is a given. Uh, the key to me, you're going to need some big plays out of the passing game just to help Kirk out, right, and help the running game out. Mm-hmm. And I think you get that against Terrence Mitchell. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to stick with that theme. Philip Gaines is going to have to see a lot of number 80, Jameson Crowder, on Monday mm-hmm. night. And, and mm-hmm. that is a matchup I would go to. I would go to that well as many times as possible if I were Kirk. Yep. Because Philip Gaines isn't a premier corner. I don't. I wouldn't even call him an average corner. He's probably the weak link of their starting defense. Probably. He is. And furthermore, Daniel Sorensen isn't guarding Jordan Reed. I don't no. know who the other safety is. Who's the other safety besides Sorensen? The other safety is uh, Rod... 
Parker, and, uh, Ron Parker, yeah. Ron Parker. Yeah, but they bring they bring in sources. I didn't mean to cut you off, Paul. But they bring in sources sometimes specifically to guard the tight end. I noticed that. Yeah, they, some I mean, of the packages yeah, they're running. Yeah, but uh, good, the, good the luck. Best, yeah, but yeah, who is he guarding? I mean, I, oh, I'm he's with not Jordan Reed. I mean, that's not, you, might, that's you might be able you, to put him on Hunter Harvey. You can guard the likes of <laughs> Virgil Green if you want. Right. Yeah, Virgil Green, Hunter Harvey, Zaron Flemister. Uh, you might have to put him on Vasante Shanko or somebody like that. Right. Shanko? <laughs> put him on this is Jordan Reed we're talking about, man. Put him on Let's not put him on Jordan Reed, man. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's where you're going to make your money, man. Like, Marcus Peters is a very good corner. He's elite. He might be the mm-hmm. second best corner in this league for this year behind Cliff's man, uh, Jalen Ramsey. They're balling out out of control. You know what? You put him on the left hand side, and you say, "Okay, Kirk, you go at whoever Philip Gaines is guarding. You get at whoever is on Terrence Mitchell, and I mean, let's just let's just keep it under control. Let's not get crazy out here. Let's, let's not shit the bed. Let's, mm-hmm. let, let's just get it going. And, and, mm-hmm. But these, they're, they're weak. They're weak in those two spots. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which is, I think, this is the kind of game where you are going to be able, as long as you can stay ahead of the sticks and stay out of. You know, clear pass downs where Justin Houston can just and, and he can tee off. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to throw on these guys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think you should be able to throw on them because uh, I, I think the matchups. I think it's similar to last week, where obviously that other team has Khalil Mack mm-hmm. and Bruce Irvin. It, it, it's actually damn near similar because Irvin and D Ford are similar pass rushes, literally, like straight up speed rushes. And you, let me tell you, you ain't beating Trent with that. Nah. So you can cancel. You can cancel that. Slight work. Cancel Christmas. Move them. And then you have <laughs> uh, Houston versus Moses. And if you're able to get the ball out, guys are going to be open because they mm-hmm. can't cover these guys. I think that middle of the field is going to be open this week, man. Wide yeah. open. Yeah. What are they? What are they going to do about Chris Thompson? I hope they don't think Ramick Wilson is going to be guarding. Ramick Wilson. That sounds like, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like the name of like <laughs> a Wu-Tang. That's like a Wu-Tang rapper's real name. <laughs> <laughs> Ramick Wilson. <laughs> Ramick Wilson on the track. <laughs> That's like Inspector Debt's real name. <laughs> <laughs> The matchups are good for us. We mm-hmm. just first things no. first, though, Cliff. Establish the run. Establish the run, and because you know they're weak there. I mean, mm-hmm. you just said it. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of five yard gains. I mean, if, if you can manage to get five yards a clip versus Chiefs, it's going to be a long night for them. I mean, mm-hmm. but it, it all starts up front. I mean, their defensive front. I mean, Benny Logan is a good player. Chris Jones is a good player. Alan Bailey, I, I mean, I don't really know much about him. I think he's a decent player, I guess. I but... remember him. He's a Georgia. That's a Georgia guy. Ah. Alan Bailey. Yeah, it was a third round pick five years ago, six years ago. But you know, hey, you, you got to move the ball on the ground because you you got to set up the play action for Kirk. Mm-hmm. You have to. You're not gonna have a choice. It's, this is, I mean, and this is this is not even a shot at Kirk. Like he is most comfortable when he can throw out a play action. Mm-hmm. The He's most, especially in terms of throwing the ball down the field, he's way more comfortable. That touchdown, that pass to Doxon was out of play action. Mm-hmm. He is way more comfortable. Planted that back foot and let yeah. it go. 
Like he just is. He's always been like he's always been like this since he's been starting. So if you're able to run the ball, but like I said, you're gonna need big plays. We haven't talked about special teams. Our special teams is not giving us any uh, yeah, besides turnovers. They haven't really done much for us. We are gonna need someone. Whether it's a like Kerrigan had the interception versus the Eagles, mm-hmm. we're gonna need something like that on Monday. I have a hard time seeing us win without these big impact game changing plays happening because you know they're gonna get one definitely. Whether it's a sack fumble, whether it's Tariq Hill, DeAnthony Thomas on punt return, like they're gonna get a play. We we, we are gonna need we're gonna need some of those on Monday night. I agree. I agree. I I was thinking about this earlier, and Jay Gruden isn't really like a a flashy like trick play type of guy outside of just that one fake punt last year versus Giants. Monday night might not be a bad spot to dial one of those up because you're going to get an easy score against them. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to get an easy quick seven on a reverse or a double pass mm-hmm. or something like that on a Terrell Pryor touchdown pass to Josh Doxson. How about a fake? How about a fake punt? How about we do special, something on special teams like a fake punt for once? Let's block a punt. Well, then we block the punt. It's been, it's been uh, a, there's a trivia question. No, it was a, oh, it was I a, think a I Giants game the two Colts. years ago. I, was it the Giants game two years ago? Yeah, Rashad Ross blocked the punt, right? Yeah. Oh, ah, I forgot all about Ross. that. Mm-hmm. In the game that was already lost, like the, in the game that you were losing by like 30. Is that Colts when you're thinking of, Cliff, when we have Randall L.? No, nah, close one I was thinking about was when that game where Colt McCoy threw for like seven hundred yards. <laughs> but then, like, we didn't cover Kobe Fleener for basically the whole game. Yeah, you guys yeah. remember that game? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Kobe definitely. Fleener called like a seventy-yard touchdown. Yep. Yep. Where literally no one mm-hmm. was near him fifty yards down the field. Yep. Ah, uh, those were the Hazlitt days. Good old Haz. <laughs> Chris Russell. Chris Russell's guy. Oh my god! Did you see what Chris Russell said today? I, I heard he said something. I'm glad somebody brought it up because I was going to. What did he say, Paul? You can... No, he, uh, I guess that Chad Dukes had asked him. I mean, I don't know the the basis of the conversation, but the bottom line was Dukes asked him, "Do you think you know more about Jay Gruden? I mean, know more about football than Jay Gruden?" And he was like, "I think that I do." They need to get him off. The, they need to get him <laughs> off the air, man. Seriously, like, are you serious? Like, it's, just be serious, man. That's the, that's the issue with some of these media people. They really, truly think they know more than the actual coaches know. Like, it's, it's come on. It's like you don't I mean, know honestly, more than the worst coach in the league. Isn't honestly, Chris Russell just, the same guy we shouldn't have signed? I'm sorry, bro, but didn't he say we shouldn't have signed Deshaun Jackson? He was going to no, quit his job. He said, yeah, he said he quit his job. God damn it, I wish he had quit. <laughs> well, he did get fired from 980, so. He did get fired from 980. That he did. And then he took it. I feel like it's only the guys on that radio station that always be talking shit. They think – uh, what junk. station is that? Is that Walm Radio? Walm W A L M Radio. Walm. <laughs> Yo, for real, you know what? those guys stay talking like they just, it's just they can't get enough of themselves. Nope, it's crazy. They think their opinion is so mm-hmm. damn just, just great. Yeah, yep. they they really be talking out their ass. But hey, mm-hmm. we'll save that <laughs> for the uh, bye week. The, the phony ass radio host podcast. <laughs> He really said that he knew more than Jay Gruden. Yeah. Like, that's like mind-boggling. He's crazy, He's crazy man. The guy's crazy. I hear some of those plays that Gruden, the Gruden's like calling. I don't even know how you remember that. And that doesn't even make it, like, incredibly complicated. It's just that. The Y2 banana? Like, it's like 17 <laughs> words. Uh-huh. 
Like Kyle Shanahan used to have like fifteen word plays. Yeah, yeah. It's like does this really need to be fifteen words, dog? I mean, you think that he's in thought about that? You think he wants to be reciting damn poetry every time there's a play call? But I mean, every word is probably vital, I guess. No, I think some of the, I think offensive guys, the, the top offensive guys, are very arrogant by nature, and they have a lot of belief in themselves. And part of that belief is making your offense seem so complicated because mm-hmm. it's part of the genius. That's why they can't resist but to throw the ball sometimes mm-hmm. because who the hell looks smart calling running plays? But did you guys hear about the new name for uh, Gruden that's floating around now? Ground Gruden? Ground. Oh, my. Please retire that name. They told him about it. He was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He was not a fan. He was not a fan of that. Of course he wasn't, man. The fans get on this play calling so much. Mm-hmm. You, you guys saw that interview where I think it was Brian Mitchell and uh, whoever the CSN guy, it might have been like Rich Carlin or whatever, they were asking mm-hmm. about the fade routes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he got like, so fired up. He, got so he was so up. mad. He was like, well, we're going to call it. He's like, well, tough, guys. We're calling. We're still going to call fades. While his face tough. is getting cherry red. <laughs> he was getting so mad. He was pissed. <laughs> hey, man, I love, I love Gruden, man. I'm all in Gruden, man. People love to second-guess offensive play calls. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most annoying things about football. It's like, yo, you can either – you can only, really only run or pass people. So they like, say, well, they should have ran it there. When they pa- it's like, well, no shit. The pass was <laughs> like, incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, it gets on my nerves. <laughs> no one's like, well, he should have ran it after Crowder walks in for a touchdown, right? It's only after. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a good week. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Don't do it. All right. Y'all crazy. <laughs> hey Paul, I'm trying to be more respectful to our hey. cousins' fans out there. Shout out to okay. the Kirk Hive. Kirk hey. played really well. He won Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. He had a kid. What's his kid's name? Uh, I don't think I've announced it yet. Grant Cousins. I was gonna go. Yeah, with, damn. With, I actually with, did say that with Kyle Shaw McVay Cousins. You know Grant was there Let to cut stop. the umbilical cord like shit. Let me stop. Good for, Kirk, good, like, for good, good for him. Good for him. Good for Kirk. Corey's man Kevin Sheen was in the delivery room with a fresh fruit basket for the for those. Oh, he was oh, he was he was slurping Kirk hard this morning. I'm not I, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not gonna have the it. edible arrangements ready. No, with him. <laughs> Kirk, do you need anything? <laughs> Wouldn't it be fucked up if 1067 the fan like sent a gift to like Kirk and Julie Cousins and like it was like a one of those little uh what are those things called? They put above the crib and it spins and mm. it has like the uh <laughs> I don't know. You talk, you, I know what you're talking about, though. I know what you mean. This is a babyless yeah. podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> and all the little things on the on the thing were just pictures of the Kirk High. It was like Grant, Sheehan, <laughs> Dukes, the <Shane>. Junkies, <laughs> just just rotating above the baby group. <laughs> no, <Nah>, that would. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, hey. W- w- <laughs> No, nah, congrats, congrats to Kirk, man. Congrats to Kirk. Kirk, man. Hey. He, like, he really played well on Sunday. Definitely did. Definitely did. Then he has the baby. Like, obviously the baby was like, nah, I ain't coming out until Pop steps his game up out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So Pop <laughs> stepped his game up. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come out now. I'm not, you know. Now I can show face. I got to show face for this Monday night game. We don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> right. So- <laughs> over under on on over under five five point five times that the Monday night football crew talks about Kirk's new baby. Man, you know Jake. You know John Gruden. Don't give a damn about no babies. <laughs> no, nah, he, he's on talk about that baby, and he's on slurp the baby like he slurps all these other quarterbacks like. <laughs> Nah, he's, you know what John's gonna do? John's gonna talk about Hooters and football. <laughs> what he might do is do like a he might he might have it on the board. The baby he's like drawing up a play of how the baby was delivered. <laughs> he would do that. <laughs> ne- next thing, next thing you know, you hop on Twitter and and Fahey is is killing Kirk's baby, just just destroying his measurables. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 tomorrow we're going to get some tweets from the Kirk Hopkins. You guys are talking about the baby? (laughs) All I said was, man, the baby didn't like the way dad was playing. Right. So I love Kirk So what's the uh, what's the skins trivia for the day? (laughs) All right. All right. Skins trivia. So I went through Monday Night Football history in the Snyder area era. Oh, Mm. yeah. It, It wasn't pretty. One in fifteen at home. What? One in fifteen at home in the Daniel Snyder era. The one win being the the RG three win versus the Giants. The Giants. Yeah, that, that's the only one. How ironic is that? Jesus. First that's, of all, that's so pathetic. You know what's funny is it it feels like one in fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I mean I knew it was bad. But I didn't expect one in fifteen. One in fifteen. No, it makes sense. In, it in definitely eight, makes sense. In Monday eighteen night years, at, Monday night of Snyder owning this team. Monday night at home has been our worst losses of the Snyder era. They take place on Monday night at home. Mm-hmm. I can look at the schedule to see if there's like a late season Monday night game. Yep, and chalk it up as an L. Is there one? Is there a what this season? Is there a late season Monday night game this year? I don't think there is. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're done after no, Philly no. on Monday night. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And we're at Philly, right? Cool. Yeah. That's cool with me. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you, you know, it's, this pops in my mind because I remember Emmett Smith saying something stupid this night. Uh, we had played the Eagles on Monday night and we beat them with Jason Campbell. You guys remember that? Yeah. And after the game, Emmett Smith used the. Emmett Smith said someone got debacled. <laughs> I'll never forget it because I've never heard that word before. He got debacled. He got debacled. Hey, that, that, that's that University of Florida education. No, that boy can cuss. <laughs> yeah, I lean more towards the concussion part. That boy can cuss. He right, got well, debacled. All right, mm-hmm. the trivia question, though. Can you guys name the four wins on the road on Monday Night Football in the Daniel Snyder era? Only been four. four. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah, Monday Night Miracle. Monday Night Miracle's one. That Eagles game I talked about. That's two. Oh, shit. I'm stuck at this. Give me a year. I'm not Googling. Give me a year. Well, no, I can't give you the year. because Nah, it's I mean, we only a year. Is it early in the regime or late? Well, there's two more. One's earlier, one's later. I'll, I'll say that. One's early, one's Was later. It, did we win it with Schottenheimer on Monday Night once? Sean Hyman winning there. That 
that's we were on five. No, no. Wait, no, there's, no. A, there's a north one, isn't there a north one? Mm, I just remember Gus mashing his head into no, that's not, one. but that's, that's, that's pre Neil Snyder, <laughs> yeah, that's pre. No, there's a north um, one in there, right? Maybe <sighs> hold on, damn. I mean, 10 on. seconds. Come on, is there, a, is there a Giants win? No. Definitely not. They've been owning us. Um, this is pathetic. I can't believe it's only three. Four. Give me a year. Come on. Two. I don't know. Give me a year. Give me a year. One. Don't tell me to give me a year. Nah, come on. I can't give me a year. The year's going to give it away. But why don't nope. you just give me a year? Like, what, what kind of host is this? Just give me a year. Alex Trebek? All right. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> the two are. So, obviously, Monday Night Miracle and the Eagles we talked about. Mm-hmm. One was in 2000. 2000. Okay, 2000. And the other was in 2014. 2014. 2014. You guys are letting me down, bro. Are you serious? Hold on. Hold on. Well, 2014 wasn't really a great year. Um, hold on. 24. Who the thinking. hell did we beat in 2014? <laughs> Monday Night Football. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm thinking about the 2000 one right now. Damn. All right, I got to give you the answers now, man. Y'all take it yeah. too long. Oh, how dare we? This, you are on some Alistair Beck shit right I now. I mean, I can't help. We haven't had that many wins on Monday night, bro. So you look really. the damn answers up. Now you're acting like we are idiots for not knowing the answers. <laughs> um, no, hey, I'm not asking, but I've given you like two minutes You know now. what's funny? Is our, you could, I really have no idea the 2014 game was against. Before you tell me the answer for the 2000 year, was it a division game? No. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me. The, okay, tell tell us the two thousand. I still want to guess twenty four. Two thousand. You don't remember when Jeff George beat Greatest Show on Turf? Oh, the wow, Rams. we did. That's You're right. right. We did. You yeah, I, I had that pick. <laughs> we did. I don't know how the hell yeah, we Jeff won that George game. Went, That's why I don't remember. Jeff George went down to St. Louis and beat the Greatest Show on Turf. We did. I he was on. Remember. He yeah. He mm-hmm. was. That was good. That was good. Jeff. I remember George. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how could y'all forget Colt McCoy's win in Dallas? Oh my god! Oh, that I was, was at Monday that game. Night? I was at that game. Oh yeah, I should be ashamed oh, of myself. I thought that was Sunday night. Yeah, that was definitely Monday night. Mm. I should be ashamed of myself. Damn. Yeah, you was there, Cliff. Come on. I was in the building. Damn. Only so, yeah, four. Those, those are only four. Actually, for, for as bad as they have been at home, one to fifteen, they're, they're four and three on the road, which isn't that bad. Hey, well, we're on the road Monday with yeah. two Cowboys wins. I'll take it. Absolutely. Especially right. that, especially that Monday Night Miracle. That was a beautiful night. What a what a great one of the best nights of my life. One of the best nights of my life. <laughs> we were an abject, we were an abject disaster in the first seven quarters of that season. It, I remember because it was it was year two of Gibbs. In the year one, the offense looked kind of outdated and just slow in general. And you didn't score touchdown versus the Bears. You won it nine to seven, and you hadn't <laughs> scored all versus Dallas. And I it was starting to think I was just like, man, what if Gibbs just don't got it, man? <laughs> and then they they win that game. They beat the Seahawks next week, and then the week after that, they put like fifty five on on the Forty ers I was like, "Yep, yeah. my man's back." Mm-hmm. But as it turned out, his offense was outdated. Well, his quarterback was also outdated as well because Brunel was <laughs> not doing anything. The milk's gone bad. Christian mm-hmm. Fourier. I don't know if you guys ever saw those quotes from Christian Fourier about how outdated the offense was. Yeah, like oh yeah, got, definitely. He, saw got, that. he got cut by us, and then he went to New England. Yeah, he had a lot to say about us. Yeah, well. Child, please. 
Unfortunately, no one has a lot to say about his sorry ass career. So, all right, all right. So let's go on to predictions. Cliff, start us off. Give me a prediction for Monday night and a hot take. Uh, <laughs> is that the that the uh, the prediction music? I'll, gonna, <laughs> I'll go twenty four twenty three skins. Uh, hot take. Hot take. Dustin Hopkins game winning field goal. Actually, make that 23-20. Game winning field goal with under a minute left. And then Santos misses his kick. Woo! And we win the game. Mm. 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 Man. Whew. I guess it's my turn. Yes, sir. Well, this was one of the games that I said we were going to lose. But I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go 27-20 skins. I think the game's going to be close late into the fourth quarter. But I think number eight is going to lead us on a touchdown drive to seal the victory. Kirk's going to be 24-34, 340, and two touches. Redskins win. Hey, tell your hot takes, bro. All right. As much as I want to agree with you two, because obviously if I pick them to win, they're going to lose. So I think it's type of game where you leave it, and even though they lose, you say, I don't think this team's a fluke. I don't think that last Sunday night was a fluke. I think this team can actually be good. So I'm going to say 27, okay, 27 to 26 Chiefs. And you know what? It's like Doxon went off last week. It's Pryor's time to shine. They're going to move him around. Oh, Marcus Peters. Pryor. Pryor's, let's say Pryor has, let's, let's, let's go eight catches for one for 140 and a touch. He's going to mm, go damn. off. Sounds hey. like a victory to me. <laughs> hey. Damn. Or mop up yards. <laughs> that, that's true, too. That's true, too. Nah. Nah. It, it, it's his time, man. He's had three really quiet games, man. It's time for him to break out. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, who else better break out than Terrence Mitchell? You know, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you so much for being with us again. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Fifty Gut Blog and on t- Facebook on Facebook.com backslash Fifty Gut. Guys, thanks so much for being with me again, man. Appreciate hey, it. Appreciate quick, you, bro. Real quick, I don't mean to do this before you wrap. But remember, we before the season we had talked about taking the skins to win the division. Remember in Vegas, remember we had we, talked we, about that. We and did. Then after week one, we did not talk about it anymore because week one made us feel like we ain't winning no damn division out here. Nope. And I'm about to look up the odds. I'm trying to find the current ones. What do you guys? What do you guys think? If you had to guess. Originally it was thirty to one, right, or something like that. No, for the division. It's for oh, the division. division. Uh. Originally it was we were five to one. Hmm. Hmm. three to one. Yeah. Four so, to one. The Cowboys are still the favorite. Of course. The Giants are plus eight fifty. <laughs> Damn. Might as, well, might as well make them plus eighty five hundred. Right. Eagles plus one eighty. Skins plus three fifty. Mm. Wow. So it's not bad. Hey, uh, 
I got a hundred on it. Let's think about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. We better do it before Monday because if we get a win, that's gonna change. Yeah. Like close to Ed said, man, if we win on Sunday on Monday night, we're gonna be number one in everybody's power rankings. Not if that's your thing. But we will be. Mm-hmm. Right, for the first time in the history of the franchise. Probably since, <laughs> 90, Probably since 91. Because <laughs> we, yeah. Like, for the first time since the invention of the internet. <laughs> right? The like internet would cease to exist. Rescue number one. We've never exist. been. <laughs> never been number one. Have we ever been top five? I mean, probably maybe once that we don't remember. I mean, but, how long do you think ESPN's been doing power rankings? 15 oh, years, maybe? At least. At least. Maybe we were 3 0 in 05. You might have been like out like right at 5, but definitely not since then. Mm-mm. Nope. No chance. By the way, current Super Bowl odds we are plus 5,000. Jeez. Just throwing out there. Just throwing it out there in case, you know, it's 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. That'll buy a lot of Henny. The Henny. The Henny. <laughs> Gonna be a lot of Henny Monday night with this win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, let's go, Skins. All right, let's do it. <laughs>